have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orton. What? Then name the system Orton. Loki religion is an ancient weapon. There's no match for a good blast. Orton coming up on Alderaan. You may fire when ready. Welcome to Alderaan Explosion. The Explosion Network's official countdown to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It's 70 days until release. My name is Dylan White, your Jedi Master. And joining me, my partner ones... Ashley Hobley. Hey, John. Excited to be here to talk about the movie that killed all Star Wars movies. Or Star Wars spin-offs. Wow. And yeah. and Kieran Marchant. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm here to talk about Star Wars and enjoy a good movie installment or story of this franchise. Very good. I, I was like, <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to come back to that, Ash? Ash? Like I mean, it's, not, it's not true. What's going on here, buddy? I listened back to our episode when we talked about this last time. Oh, did you really? Yeah, just yeah, to see, like? just get a gauge. And we're going, man, it's going to be so exciting when we get this Boba Fett movie. And we're definitely going to get this Obi-Wan movie next year. They're just going to announce it anytime. And then 12 months later, they just killed off all the spinoffs. Yeah, but Less we're getting an Obi-Wan months. TV show. And we're getting a Mandalorian TV show? Like, it's yeah, almost better than we're getting TV shows. I mean, it makes it's better for us, but... It's a consolation um, prize. I should really. say, I should say in case I was got so lost in that, the whole uh, talking about the internet shitstorm that is Solo killed all the Star Wars. Blah blah blah. Um, we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story this week. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the movie we're uh, discussing this week's episode. Which, yeah, as Ash, uh, as we're just mentioning, then of course the previous season, season two of Old Run Explosion, was three episodes. Three, right? Was it four? It was, no, four. It was three. It was three. No, it was four, was it? wasn't it? Was it like three to lead up and then was it? That was two lead up and then oh, that makes solid. sense. Fucking three lead up would have been a bit much, I think. You um, could have done it though. We would have talked well, about Clone Wars for like probably two hours of one. Could have yeah. pulled something out of my ass for an extra episode. Yeah, I'm you sure. could have done it. Um, yeah, so that was the last movie we talked about. Yeah, so I'm interested now because you did listen back. Was there any other funny uh, tidbits or anything that Not come really. up? Or- <laughs> No, we all generally liked it. You've got we'll to sell the podcast changed. so people go back. I Jeez. mean, you should just go back and listen to our review discussion of, <laughs> of uh, Dylan. Sorry. Is Ashley Hobley the Sith the Sith Temple to the Jedi Temple that is older on explosion? He's just the darkness that is slowly corrupting it and bringing in the internet memes and trolls. I mean, I can't wait till we get to The Last Jedi. And it's like, now this week we're here to talk about the other movie that killed the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, prior to Last Jedi and Solo, no other producer had been brought on to do any Star Wars movies. Wow. Now there has been. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, we're not going to discuss that this week. But so <laughs> let, let's let's jump into it. So Solo, a Star Wars story. Um of course, uh, we, as we do every episode, when was the last time you watched it and how do you feel about it uh, comparatively with the most recent watch? Ash, you go first. I watched it day of release in cinemas. Um, I think I liked watched it, it since. Yeah. I hadn't oh. watched it since we saw it for the show. Um, I feel like maybe I liked it a bit less. Obviously, not being in the cinema and having that rush of enjoyment of being there, like experiencing it all for the first time, just seeing like different elements to it. But I think overall, it's still a solid, good. It's better than prequels for sure. Uh, movie, so yeah, solo. I I enjoy Alden Enrich Ehrenreich. It's been like a year and a half since Alden Ehrenreich. So. I think is yeah. that Ehrenreich or something like that. I think it's how you say it. yeah. Yeah, he's good and Chewie's great and. Solid movie. Donald Glover's really good. We'll talk about him later. So, yeah. Solo. Solo. Um, Karen. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I didn't see it. I haven't seen it since release. Um, and I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it a lot at release and defended it a fair bit. And watching again, there is definitely some several moments where I cringe at what's happened throughout the movie of just different ways they use to explain different things um but examples particular like, or? like like han solo his name Alden like name, okay. 
that Oof. super just makes me go yuck <laughs> like just just yuck and i don't know i don't know why i really don't like the um there's something about all of the wookies in the mining planet that i really don't love and i don't know why like there's just i don't know if they just look weird or it was just something I think what was happening them. is as a form of torture they would shave their faces yeah, yeah. If that's if that came out as a true thing, I'd I'd be acceptable of it. But other than that, so it, it's a solid movie. It's a fairly good movie. I actually don't hate on the actor's portrayal of Han Solo. I think the movie does pick up a lot when Donald Glover's on screen, just because of you know his acting chops kind of come out, and he really portrays Lando really well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a solid movie. Yeah. I'd- I was trying to check. I'm like, I was just double checking on my um on track TV slash Viva Deal. Um, so I had watched it. Yeah, th- this was my fourth time watching it. So I watched it release day. I then watched it because I watched it release day. I was in Brisbane. I watched it then, and then I watched it when I got back, like a week later. Yep. Um, with my friend down here. Um, and then I watched it once when it released on blu-ray so this is my fourth time watching it so i feel like i've got a good grasp on the movie at this point (laughs) but also i'm like every star wars movie like at minimum i don't i even think like the worst star wars movie i would probably see at least twice (laughs) you know what i mean like i think you have to like i I don't know why I, i can't remember the reason why i didn't go a second time for this um but I don't think it's a bad Star Wars movie. I would I would say there are definitely worse Star Wars movies in my opinion. This Solo has back to interesting this season of explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Solo has an interesting uh thing I think happening because as of recent like people have started up this whole like hashtag make solo to happen and like it's got a really big um fan base on on internet at this point which i i personally i'm like do i need a solo too i'm kind of like no there are elements within the movie which i'd like to see brought over uh, uh, and their stories continued in different things i don't personally want a solo too though but i've always been quite happy over the last six months or whatever to see this whole make solo two movement happen because a lot of the time internet movements to do with star wars are, are all about burning people and companies to the ground so i was like at least this is a positive one guys like you're not like fire ryan johnson into a cannon and kathleen kennedy and whoever else i was like okay very good we got at least it's a, a positive one happening about this but yeah when i remember when the movie was announced i was thinking back on it, i'm like solo had the weirdest thing because obviously solo was fucked because like everyone hated last year well not everyone hated last year the, the vocal minority hated last jedi and then this movie was the one where everyone started turning on disney and doing the whole like we're not going to watch this one because you've ruined Star Wars and we're not going to support it. And it's weird how that's kind of like turned around a year later after it's released. Now people are like, well, actually, we really like this one now. And um, I said some mean things on the, back in the I day. Mean, and- I mean, to be fair, Disney screwed the pooch with this one. They released it too soon to the too close to the uh, proper chaptered release of Star Wars. And then they didn't market it very well. And then they, of course, had all the behind the scenes issues as well. Do you think these movies should have waited until after they closed up the trilogy? So then this is just something that was later on that just kind of gave us snippets of, like, you know, snippets of Han Solo's life and snippets of different characters. Just to, I don't, it felt weird that we were going back at a point that didn't have any relation to really anything that was going on in the current storyline other than Han Solo being um think uh freaking thinking of his dad. Um Ben Solo? Kylo ben Ren. Solo, Kylo Ren, that's all <laughs> sorry, I just had a main major brain fart then. Um that's the only connection to this, but I don't think there was a story point that really, you know, led to that. Like for me, I think Rogue One was a really good release. And we'll talk about that when it comes out. I think Rogue One did really well um, where it was. These could have been placed better after the trilogy was done. Um, and away from, you know, let that be encapsulated 
let that have any bad juju that is attached to it from people, and then come to Han Solo. I I think these this type of story is much better suited to something like which they're going to be doing now, which is these Disney Plus TV shows. I think Solo as a as a, I think they could have just made this into a six episode thing on Disney Plus, and it probably would have been a lot better. Like in retrospect, I think they wouldn't have had to. At some points, it felt like they were padding out for time, and as if like and it wasn't like it was meaningless content but it was still unneeded content like the movie could have been a lot more streamlined there could have been a lot more in a tv show that is just picking up the major points um i I don't want to see anything more from i don't want to hunt solo 2 or anything but i would like to see this iteration of han appear in tv shows and appear throughout different tv shows and moments for star wars they could definitely make something that's not fo- I don't know. Well, I, I would be okay with a show where he's a character in it, but not the main focus. Yeah. But then I don't know if other people would be okay with that because it's like, it's Han, so- Han Solo. He has to be the main character. I'd be like, nah. He's not even the main character of the main movies. We, yeah, exactly. So, but it's yeah, one it's- of the most loved characters, I guess. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick between this movie, which, as I said, I've watched it four times now. My feelings on it are, it's fine. It's it has a lot of moments that I enjoy, and other, a lot of other moments I'm like, well, whatever. It's heaps of things I'd like to see explored more, but I, it's just a very like th- this would have worked a lot better. It's it's like watching a big budget Clone Wars episode, and I'm I'm not trying to like <laughs> say it's anything to do with the Clone Wars, obviously, but I just mean like it very much feels like a spin off type tale. I guess like a Clone Wars or a Rebels or whatever. It feels like a spin-offy type thing, but then I'm like, I would have just preferred that to have been like had its plot and characters spend more time growing and whatever, um, exploring the um you know, characters like Dryden Voss and whatever else more you could have got more time with and the the mob underground stuff and whatever else in a TV show. Um all right, so as always, I take I t- well, I was about to say I wrote, but I write them in the notes app on my iPhone. Um, notes for the for the episodes. We'll start going through this. You're in this life for good. You might wanna buckle up, baby. Here they come! Let me give you some advice. We assume everyone will betray you, and you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. My first one was, it's weird they did an opening crawl just without the opening crawl lull. Which is that when the movie starts, when you think about it, it comes up with several text title screens. It's like, blah, blah, blah. The world is this. um, Mobsters... You know, something like this and on Corellia, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it gives you an opening crawl. It's just not actually an opening crawl. Yeah. Which which then, of course, Rogue One, everyone was like, that movie has a weird opening, which we'll discuss in a couple of weeks, of course, um, Rogue One. But that was the one part of that movie that even I'm like, it does have like weird how it like starts and then the Rogue One tile card and whatever else. And I would say that Solo opens better, but it's still just like... <sighs> Just fucking at this point, I would have been like, just do the crawl. I don't care. Just do the crawl. Whatever. If you're just gonna put up different <laughs> title cards, text. text on the screen. Hey. If you're just gonna put up text, you might as well do the crawl. Yeah, exactly. But they're like, nah. I guess they set the well, It's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. One, yeah. Only the only the major ones have open crawls. Apparently. Um the opening scene is good for looking at the bigger picture of how kids are growing up across the galaxy under the Empire. So this is something I would like. I wish we kind of got more? explored more like of, cool. which which if you did it as a TV show, you could have had more time to explore, obviously, because it's actually something you don't see um, at all in the movies apart from this. And it's also something they don't even explore uh, as far as I'm aware, I could think of like much in like extended comics or books or anything like that, which is like just general person growing up um, 
anywhere in the galaxy under the rule of the farm of the, 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 the empire's reign. Of course, you could be like, yeah, but like, that's literally what Rebels is about. And it's like, it kind of is. Like, that show starts and shows you how um, the planet of the falls, like, under the Empire's rule. But then it's like, straight away, the main character, which is Ezra, gets picked up and then indulged into the resistance and or the rebellion. And then next second, he's off doing all this other stuff. But what you see at the start of this, this, uh, this movie is just Han Solo, whoever, Han, nobody. <laughs> Uh, and all these other people it's just like under the ruling thumb of the empire the the criminal underworld seems to like rise up as well and that's an interesting thing that's you know the hearts pick up whatever else so it's like i would like to see that explored more and i guess that's kind of what they was going to do at one stage with that whole um 1313 thing and whatever Mm. else all these cancelled projects so maybe one day in the future we'll get something that's more empire was trying to stop crime no, nah, it was using crime to harbor, you know, crime. It, I think the uh, like the empire itself would have a propaganda face where it'd be trying to, you know, we're trying to stop crime and make the universe better. But um, really, it's helping crime and working with crime to continue putting itself in power and making sure the people in lower socioeconomic places can't rise up or can't do anything. Um, you know, it's just another way to control people for them. Yeah, which is why crime, you know, picks up under their thumb as far as I'm concerned because they're quite happy to let it happen, especially if the, um, you know, Empire has lots of corrupt officials easily brought off, bribed. So that's kind of how I picture it happening all across the galaxy, just p- lots of people being brought off. And this movie, even when you, um, they they show you that even when you get on Dryden Voss's uh, ship there when they first get into the top and Han's looking around and he sees all these Empire officials, you know, up there. And he's you can tell he's kind of looking at them like, the fuck? Like, why are all these these dudes here hanging out with this? But yeah, I, get, I guess that gives you a picture of the the bigger world, but we don't get really much time to explore it. Should have been a TV show. I Is wish you uh, spent more time there. Are there taxes in the Star Wars universe? Definitely. How does the Empire make its money? Why we're not turning this into one of the prequels? We're not turning this into what was the Senate actually doing? Disney we're Plus. I want down. a. Oh my god! I want Ash. a uh, Veep style Empire TV show. <laughs> Will you just explain all the political it, but... stuff and the day to day running of the Empire? Thank you. <laughs> well, they go to planets. They point guns at people. They tell them sign here and give us fifty percent of your money. Or we'll just shoot ya. If you want Han to race off in his Hover Harari, press 1. If you want Han to sit and double check his taxes, press 2. Ashley pricked 2. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a show about Star Wars politics as well. But yeah. um, Next thing I wrote was Han alone? Han lonely? Like It's, it's just funny to me that when that dude does the whole Han solo like there's so many other variations of the word he could have picked i mean but of course to be he's fair that solo, was the choice so i mean not maybe alone. he is a wordsmith a secret wordsmith forced to work this for the empire like one of the most annoying answers to any question ever and i know it's like it's an answer but just to have like it be just you know it's like how people get annoyed about race parentage being the answer to that question being they were nobody, nobody cares, get over it. That it's just, yeah, this random dude just called him Han Solo, and that's it. It's like, yeah. Got him. Got him. I'm, I gotta be honest, until this movie, I never once thought, why is you Han, hadn't thought Han about Solo? It. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about it, but did it need to be answered then? If nobody no, because they could the all question? They could all literally started this movie and just had him been called Han Solo. Yeah. No one like, would have blinked an eye. <laughs> I don't think there was anybody asking the question... Oh, is Han Solo a given name or something you've made up? I don't think that was a thing for anybody. People out there like, okay, where's the rest of his family? Then you're like, well, they got they got killed. There, that's the, that's the story. Quite, that all a- answers off, all questions done. But of course, no, they have to be like, and I don't hate it. It's whatever. It doesn't like make me go, damn you, Disney, you ruined. But I'm just like, it is a bit cringy. Han it's just- Solo. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, next thing I wrote down was the quote, it's their planet. We're the hostiles, which is actually, I'd, I'd say it's like one of my favorite lines and moments of the whole movies where he's just like giving shit to that whole captain dude where they're, this brief montage you get, of course, of him like being part of the empire and doing battle on all these planets or whatever. And then it's like, here's the plan. We're just going to go in there, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, they're fighting back. And then Han's like, yeah, well, of course they are. <laughs> like, we're the ones invading the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you know, so. the thing the thing for them as well is it points out that Han never gave in to the Empire's propaganda, whereas a lot of the other captains or soldiers or people that have grown up solely in the Empire now are probably 100% brainwashed too. This is how the Empire is. Why aren't people rolling out red carpets when the Empire arrives at their planets and asking them to take over? Yeah, and it it definitely gives you, like, using Han as the character in this moment, it's like the first time in the movies, other than Finn, which is a bit different because that's like a First Order thing and this is the Empire days, but it's like the first time any character in the movies from the Empire side of stuff, you see that it's just, like, Han. There, there could be other people like Han out there, you know? They sign up because they need a job or they need a reason to escape their planet or whatever to, to be like, yeah, when they blow up the Death Star... Were all the people bad? <laughs> <laughs> they all need to die. You know, Han could have beaten on that for all we know. Yeah. Be all champ, I guess. Um, all right. I wish we got more of this Beckett team still. They all make a good team together and was cast really well. So that was like one of the, I think that's probably still my most disappointing thing. And once again, it's like, should have been a TV show. Um, when they, of course, announced the movie and all these characters, uh, you know, if you go listen to those two well, episode one of last season when we're talking about all the characters that were announced for Solo prior to going into the movie, I was really looking forward to it because I thought all of them looked cool. I enjoyed the cast. I like how there was some alien, you know, you got the John Favreau voiced alien thing. Um, Woody Harrelson as like a cowboy. Um, Han's like semi-inspiration I mean, father Woody Harrelson or whatever. Playing every, the same role he's played in pretty much everything, but... Yeah, but in Star Wars, it was, like, perfect. <laughs> he's so good. He's, he's so good as Beckett. It's just, like, it's perfect for him. Yeah. Um, Fanny Newton, enjoyed yep. her. Like, the whole thing is, I, I enjoyed the team. I would have liked to have seen more of them. Yeah. But it would have been good if they'd run a couple of jobs, you know? Because then you could if believe like that Han becomes a good smuggler and does actually learn something. And that yeah. Woody Harrelson's character was an actual mentor. Yeah, the that's guy. the thing where... For the build-up for this movie, I remember being like, oh, we're going to see a mentor-pupil relationship between Han and Beckett. This is going to be really cool. I'm going to be really interested to see how Han learns and how Han cuts his teeth. And, oh, that's that's it, eh? Oh. They did two missions, and then he kills him. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. Like, it, it kind of goes, sometimes, if you just don't have the time, which you, you might not always in movies because other things are more important, there's one of those times where I'm like, just even a one-minute montage would have gone so far to kind of sell the audience of, like, they've been... Look, Han's been with this crew for this long. Look at all the things they've been doing. You know what I mean? And then when you cut to the mission that it cuts to, the one that they go do that all goes haywire and they all end up dying, it would have added a little bit more weight to it. Like, you would have known they'd been around for some time. You would have had like known that him and Beckett had been working together for... However long, you know what I mean. Just I mean, like, the other just two deaths would have been more impactful as well. Exactly, and it and it just the it, it would give Han a character arc in the point of this is why he has such a small inner circle as a smuggler is just because he you know he tried it once and it got really fucked up and everybody died, so he's just been kind of like fuck it, I'll just me and Chewie, that's fine. I don't like big teams. It's just, yeah, it's um, it would it would put a lot of effort into continually continuing to build Han's character. Yeah, because I understand, like, the whole thing is that when they're there, when he first meets them, it's because Becca is trying to steal a, sh a certain type of ship they need for the job. But I'm sure you could write around all of this, have them go do that job succeed montage like make that a quick job i don't i don't know like there's ways to ride around this so there's other stuff in the movie that could be removed to allow time for this stuff yeah um 
So I, I wonder why they even had Chewy here, just the slave labor. I don't think that's something I ever considered the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, you know, because it was all the, the shock factor of Chewy, like, oh, this is how him yeah. and Han meet and all these sorts of things. But watching it this time, I'm like, why'd they even have him there? Because I'm assuming it is just for slave labor purposes, but I'm like, are they other Wookiees there? But surely not, because if there was then Chewie wouldn't have left without saving them. You know what but I mean? So they've got me, one Wookiee as... The, he doesn't look reason. like he's in a position to be a slave, though. Like, just because of the place that he's in, like, it looks like he's just more of a captive than he is as slave labour. Because no, but anybody's, you know, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like... He seems too risky to, for, to send people in. Like, he's going to kill somebody before they get him under control to do something. Yeah, so then it's like, why is he there? <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, exactly. It's Disney no Plus, give apparently. us the Chewy prequel movie. Series? Series, yeah. <laughs> Just subtitled. Yeah, <laughs> the Chewy movie. The sequel. <laughs> the series. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was like, I mean, I, do I need to really know? No, but it's just one of those things I was thinking this time. Like, why is he even there? It's a bit weird. Um, Dryden is a scary kind of dude. Introduced killing a guy, scarred up face. I like him. And that's, Paul Bettany is really good as this evil motherfucker, I think. I think he is my favorite single bad character or evil character from the quote unquote Disney generation of movies. You reckon you like him more than like Kylo Ren or anything? Yeah, because I think Kylo Ren has to. Kylo, Kylo Ren has had good moments, but then he's also had other moments where I'm like, "This is really shit." Like, but like as a character as a whole, I just like Dryden because he feels new. Like he feels like something that hasn't like in at least the movie sense. Yes, there are characters in Clone Wars like him, but in the movie sense, I think he explores new kind of substance and embodies a new way of being a bad guy for the um, for the whole franchise. That's the word. That it, yeah, it's the word. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy him. I get, I kind of get what you mean. Like he's not a false bad guy or like a imperial bad guy. He's just he's not an like imperial he's a- bad guy, and I actually feel like he could kill the main character. There's a lot of the other mobsters, like the huts and stuff, where mm. I don't feel that sense of they're going to kill the main character. I Let's just feel like... They'll get over. their goons to kill the main character. They, they'll get their goons to kill the main character, or it's just going to be hokey-cokey, James Bond style. We're going to oh, yeah. put Lower them in a situation... Yeah, we're going to put you in a situation that you can clearly get out of. Like, yeah. Dryden doesn't give me that sense of... We're going to drop you into a Rancor pit. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dryden's <laughs> like, nah, he's just going to fuck you up himself. Like... He's yeah. just unhinged himself, which I really like for Star Wars. Yeah, I enjoy it. Like the whole, especially after they have the whole the whole meeting and then when they're all getting up to walk away eventually and it's just like, you know, if you fail this time, I'll, I'll have to kill you. Like, <laughs> I, I'll have to kill you, yeah. Um, and like that 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 first scene we introduced to him, where he's just like the straight away the first time you ever see him on screen, it cuts to the that shot and he's just like slitting that dude's throat or whatever. It's just like r- the camera cuts him right after he's like finished slicing or whatever, and then it like tells the other person like puts it down the tray or whatever, and he's like, uh, "Take it to my office. I might need this later." It's like, oh, <laughs> why? Why would you need that later? You're about to speak to Beckett. <laughs> oh, 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 I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's really really good. The um, so when they walk into that that the Dryden Voss's ship thing or whatever they call it, don't remember the official name. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down the oh yeah the yacht thing. Um, I wrote down the imp thing on the table looks like something out of a Harry Potter movie. I don't know if I'd ever noticed this before. At one shot time they cut to this little weird monster thing on the table, well creature thing on the table, and it looks like something out of fucking Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I'm like okay. And there's like a clear line between like a Star Wars looking monster to me and like a Harry Potter creature. Yep. And this thing definitely felt more like a, <laughs> a Harry Potter creature type thing happening. Yeah. Uh, Chewie gets these two drinks and then he's like, ah, oh, fuck you then, Han. Has both of them. This is also something I don't think I'd noticed before, which is when like Chewie sends off, Han's like, yeah, don't go do what you want to do. And then, of course, Han goes off and he um bumps into um, Kira. Gira, 
and they have the old conversation. And it cuts that shot of Chewie where he's like looking over at them. I think everyone weirdly, when I've watched it before, I thought he kind of just shrugged or whatever. I never realized that he actually has two drinks in his hands and he like looks over and sees that Han's talking and he's like, ah, I have both them. <laughs> well, there's some subtle like chewy humor in this that I, um, I quite enjoy. Uh, Dryden just collecting land Mandalorian armor, or he has it from Mole's connection to Mandalore, or is it connected to the Mandalorian? Ah! I would like to. I'd like to just let everybody know because you can't see our notes. <laughs> this sentence is written the exact same way that he just spoke. That there is there is a lot of awe, and There's then a lot the of last ours. sentence. Ours, and then it goes into capitals and then you know it's just just so you know we we fully he yeah it's just don't it's how I uh, no i don't think it's i think <laughs> it's think just it collecting mandalorian armor i mean mandalorian <laughs> armor is cool so yeah i think the second part makes sense like you know maul has connections to mandalore and shit <clears throat> yeah, I think that uh, I, that would make sense. I think the last sentence sense. was a little bit um yeah, I, 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 I kind of got myself going and then, you know, yep, you like, oh, hats on. <laughs> Mandalore set I don't know, fucking 20 years after this or something, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but it's connected. <laughs> mm. Um hey, Clone Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> um, they 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 set up these crime syndicates with the pikes and so on in that show. So this is my little look, plug for the Clone Wars on this week's <laughs> episode. Gotta fit it in because there always has to be one. If you'd like to know more about the crime syndicates of the the galaxy and each, you know, I think there's like six or something like that. Um, that yeah, they're they're all kind of introduced and have little parts in the later seasons of the Clone Wars. Uh, especially the pikes the pikes have an entire arc about them actually at one stage i think so um there's your little clone wars plug for this week how good is gonald donald glover (laughs) gonald glover everyone how good is donald glover imagine being as talented as this man you know i wish this was my last recollection of landon calrissian like I, I really wish. Like I, I kind of dislike that we're going to see Lando in Episode Nine because I have a really weird feeling that he's not going to feel like Lando in Episode Nine. That's an interesting thing because that would mean that. I mean, because I, I think it, people fall on either one side of the table or the other. Like you really enjoy Donald Glover as Lando, or there's other people who are just like, no, he's not Lando. He just looks like a cosplayer. Pretend, you know what I mean? Like. Nah, I think he he didn't look like somebody wearing a costume. Like he he owned that shit. Like he just kind of for me, I I watch that character and I'm yeah, that's that's Lando. That makes complete sense. Yeah. I, I have I have no trouble with he, he is Lando to me in this. Whereas the old Nairak thing as Han Solo, I'm like, it's fine. But I, I, I never like feel like he's truly embodying that character. Whereas Donald Glover as um, Lando is like, that's just he, he's he is that character. Like he just does it so well. Um, yeah. So Jesus, jumping off point for this topic then. So how much of his style and characterization from this movie do you think that audiences um, will see in Episode Nine with Lando, or and how much of Solo do you think would be necessary to understand Lando, if at all? in that movie but and the only reason i'm saying that because you might people may be like oh but dylan surely you won't need to have seen solo because obviously episode nine said after you know the original trilogy blah 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 but the reason i'm saying it this way is because solo is the most recent star wars movie and we've already seen that the the costume he has in the trailer is the solo costume we know he's going to be wearing that and then also i wouldn't be surprised if the way they write solo Maybe they got told to write him a little bit more like the way audiences might remember him from this compared to uh, Return of the Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel about it? Yeah. I think I think he'll definitely be a more positive, uh, charming sort of character. Obviously, he won't have turned 
Oh, it'll be ages since he turned on anybody, but yeah, I think it'll be cool to see it since. I think I'll be interested to see how, when he's sitting in the Millennium Falcon, whether he makes, he refers to it as a feminine, in a feminine that, way. It's, it's things like that where it's like, it's like, if people skip this movie, it's like, whoa, you're missing the, the good little trivias, yeah. little Easter eggs. I'd really like to, him to go into a room and find a bunch of capes just sitting like on the floor, balled up or something. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of capes. Fine by me. Dylan um, would ca- wear capes if yes, he could. Yes. Capes cool. How, how do you feel about it, Karen? Um, I'm a little worried just because of how old is... Um, I can't even remember the actor's name. Now. Billy D. Old. Williams. Billy D. Williams. He's like He's old. Like He's getting... Like He's probably the eldest of the people who have returned so he is far 82. currently 82 years old and i just don't i don't know i don't know if i'm okay seeing lando as slightly decrepit in some way or just not you know wow and i know it's, it's <laughs> it sucks you'll be there one day karen i will be i will be and i hope somebody pushes me down some stairs oh my um, god <laughs> <laughs> but um I hope they do have callbacks to this movie because I think if they don't have callbacks to this movie, Disney has just pushed Hans, uh, pushed Solo out to die. They've almost it's almost like they've accepted that Solo bombed and was a failure, and they're just going to ignore that it happened, which I don't think they should do. I don't think they can do they should do that at all. In yeah. my opinion. There? No, I, I, I'm on the side that I think there'll be references, like the, the thing Ash said, or um, whatever else. I, I definitely feel like just because Solo was more recent in audiences' minds, because not everyone goes back and rewatches all of the movies prior to release. You know, that's just more of the hardcore Star Wars fan type thing to do. General audiences are probably just going to go watch it because it's just the the blockbuster of the year. It's Star Wars. Yes, let's watch it. The last time I saw Star Wars probably was Solo. So it's like, it would make sense for the character to feel more like the last time they saw the character, not just assume that everyone's gone back and watched a movie from fucking the 80s, you know? Um, All right. L3 says, you couldn't get from here to Black Spire without me um, as they're leaving the... uh, place they pick up Lando, wherever that is, some fucking casino thing, whatever it is. Um, which I never paid any attention to the last time we watched the movie. But now that name is quite big to do with Star Wars, Black Spire, because it is everything to do with Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars theme park that has opened this year. Um, so thought that was a good jumping off point with to discuss the theme park a little bit. Have we kept up with the park at all? Um, what do you think about it? What do you think about their whole marketing tie-in? Or have you just not been, have you just been ignoring everything about it because you're like, I'm never going to go, so fucking who cares anyway? Um, Ash? No, I haven't kept up with any of the marketing. I mean, it, it's cool that it, there's clearly some sort of time, but I mean, it's so far away. I'm not going to Disneyland anytime soon, uh, except if you head over to kofi.com slash explosion. Oh my God. We'll do another season of, Explo- of Alderaan Explosion if you send us to Disney World. Or land, whichever one land. it is. Land, land, land. Land. Doesn't even know where he wants to go and he's asking for fucking $10,000 donations. <laughs> oh, isn't that how it all works though? I mean, okay. Kieran? <laughs> I'll, uh, all right, let me let me fix the warp drive on the ship right now. Um, I haven't I haven't kept up with anything too much on the marketing side of things. Of course, I've seen just through social media of people that I've followed of people taking pictures at the Millennium Falcon and just taking pictures in Galaxy's Edge um, and everybody just getting their lightsabers and everything. I haven't seen heaps. It's something, you know, if I was going there, I'd probably read up more about it and, and look into it a lot more. But if they're, and I'm, I'm presuming just based on the fact, if they're putting in more content in their comic books books movies that talks about galaxy's edge or talks about the different things that featured in galaxy's edge you know good good more power to you disney good good job being subliminal messaging and shit yes i was like for people well actually i kind of assume maybe not a lot of people know but so 
I was trying to find like a just brief description for the theme park that I could read for people who haven't been keeping up at all. Or maybe people have no idea <laughs> that a fucking Star Wars theme park even over this year. But I'll just go over the Wikipedia because it's the best I can find. So the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is a theme park, theme area inspired by the Star Wars franchise located within Disneyland Park at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California and Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. I mean, I was, so I was right. Co- co- both times. Hey? Right, Jesus yeah. Christ. The area encompasses uh, 14 acres, blah, blah, blah. At each part. Galaxy's Edge is set within the village of Black Spire Outpost a, a, on the wild frontier planet of Batu. It features attractions, shops, restaurants, and entertainment offerings. So instead of the thing with Galaxy's Edge as a theme park, because, and this is a point of contention. I've, I've seen people on the internet kind of like hate it or love it, you know, of course, with anything to do with Star Wars or the internet um instead of making like a theme park that's like here's like the jacu section and here's like the fucking tatooine section that very similar to go got sand but they're different you know like here's <laughs> the endor section but it, you know what i mean like instead of like putting up heaps of like famous uh areas from all the movies what they've done is they've set the theme park in a set period of time and place and setting so what that means is that um galaxy's edge i think the official description is like it takes place after episode eight i think like timeline wise what it like it or just before or something anyway it's around the that story time events period. are set between the films of episode s the last jedi and the rise of skywalker yeah there we go so it's just like just after um last of jedi uh so what that means is that um, everyone that's in the park and like everything that you see walking around and like um, first order troopers and whatever else, all these sorts of things. So it's very much set during current gen Star Wars, which then of course pisses off a lot of people because there's a lot of people out there who of course hate the Disney era of Star Wars movies and they're annoyed that they don't get, you know, old school storm troopers and Terrible. you know, all, all these, Why all these other go things. Why they go to Disneyland or Disney World if they hate the Disney era? <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, and then the other thing they've done is because it's set during a, a key period of time and a place within the canon, like Star Wars universe and time, which means that they've so far released two two novels that are tied into the theme park and have stories set around what's happening. And what that means is that you can read those books, discover certain characters that are inside those books, these novels, and then you'll be able to walk around the theme park and you'll see like, you know, paid people dressed up as these characters and they're walking around. And then, of course, you may be like, oh, that's that character from the book that I was reading. You know what I mean? Like, it it, yeah. it means, like, anything Star Wars, the more you put into it, the more you're going to kind of get out of it. Like, the more you'll recognize and the more you'll notice and the more you'll see. Um, and then other things, like, and that's what I'm saying, like, they've obviously been building to this whole galaxy's edge thing for years and years and years of planning and whatever else but then it also means that when i'm re-watching something like solo and i hear them say black spire that it now um, my brain this this rewatch was like oh the theme park right okay so th- th- they have over the years put subtle mentioning in that is now only just triggering in my brain my brain hole whereas obviously the first time i was watching it i was like black spire would have just gone like Never heard of it. Whatever. Do you, do you think that, and this would be really cool, and I would be very impressed with it if they did, if a point after episode nine comes out and after it's more widely watched and maybe once the Blu-ray is released, do they advance the time period of Galaxy's Edge? Um, I'm going to say no because I think the thing, <laughs> I think the thing is if you're falling onto the whole like Kylo Ren, uh, Kylo Ren being redeemed, if you're on that side of what's probably going to happen it means that because they have the theme park set during a current uh time and frozen in it it means they're able to have kylo ren walk around being a bad guy and whatever else whereas if it's set like after episode nine then all of a sudden people want kylo ren to walk around as a good guy and you know what i mean like it, yeah that's fair that's fair. they get to stick it in certain thing and not worry about other things and whatever else so um maybe years from now they update it they add to it, you know. Maybe that, they have like a special like one day event that like takes place at like a crucial part of episode nine. Like it'll be. They could do something like that, I guess. Like, that'd be really cool. 
for one day, but I guess the general day-to-day usage, like, you know, cause I, I was re- there's a thing coming out to Disney Plus. Do you remember the name of it, Ash? The whole, oh, there's that documentary coming to Disney Plus where it's like about the actors at theme parks or whatever. Um, I don't know if I a day in the life or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Because I'm really interested in that because these people that are uh, at these theme parks, be it this one or your your other Disneyland's and the Harry Potter world and whatever, what have you, like they're basically actors because they they you know they dress up in a costume, they play a role, they walk around and they have to interact with people and stay in character and whatever else. So I find it really interesting. So it's like I remember I was reading something about the people that hired hired for jobs at Galaxy's Edge, and it's like they have to remember they had to basically audition like it was a a TV job, you know, like read lines yeah. and whatever else. And so it's, it's, it's quite interesting. I think that people, and it's just something that I guess most people don't think about. Cause you're like theme parks, rides, corn dogs, like <laughs> merchandise. Um, it's also something, by the way, if you do, if you are thinking about going, um, or donating to a Kofi to get Ashley, um, I've read that like the lights, it's like, if you're going to pay the money to go there, be prepared to also have a chunk of change ready to spend there. Cause your tickets, to get in is one thing. And then I think the lightsabers are like several hundreds of the, like $200 or something to do. Like yeah. that's not covered. You have to pay for that as well. And it's like build your fucking droid. That's another couple, like a hundred dollars or whatever. It's like, I think there's like a it, five grand droid you can buy. Something like that. Probably wouldn't surprise me. This thing is a money machine. you have to buy machine. collector's soft drink. Yep. Obviously. That you can't get through customs. <laughs> you know what I would find amazing if, you know, in the hypothetical world that we raise the money to be possible to go to Galaxy's Edge, the person <laughs> we send is Ash. <laughs> 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 that would be, oh, that'd be so funny. I just want to clarify something. If anyone donates $10,000 to our Kofi, I'll most likely use it for anything but to send Ash to Galaxy's Edge. No, just make sure you use it <laughs> in the description. Just be like, this is, this is, I've been. <laughs> I'm like, all the things I could do with $10,000, buy a studio, <laughs> buy everyone new gear, buy, you know what I mean? Like, no, let's send Ash to Galaxy's Edge. Send Ash to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why it's so against this. Because <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> oh, it would be so funny though, just to see Dylan have to cope with Ash talking about Galaxy's Edge or like. In where we in the webcam seat shot that we see of Ash while we're recording, he just like gets the lightsaber hung up or whatever on the back wall, so Dylan always has to see it. Or it'd be so good, it'd be so good. I don't get not to go too much of a tangent of this theme park because of course when it came out, I was watching heaps of YouTube videos from people who went there. The fucking lightsabers are really cool. Like they have a compartment in them, and you can that you can buy. Of course, to buy separately you got to buy each different crystal separately so you can get like a green crystal purple crystal uh clear crystal what have you they all cost extra money but they all make their own sounds so like you you can open up the little compartment in the lightsaber and you can slide in a different crystal and then they'll make its own like different sound by the color and then of course you see the lightsaber like light up and they're they're way better quality than the ones you'll you know buy for 100 bucks that came out or what have you um like it's really bright and just neon and whatever. It's they're really cool. You can send Ash to get me a lightsaber at Kofi dot com slash. And uh, if you donate twenty grand, my, I will go with Ash. Yeah, that oh would be God. good. Karen will come with me. That seems responsible. Uh, uh, all right. Should, Continue on here. We're fucking talking about galaxies. I'll continue fanboying over there. Uh, I really enjoyed the castle run scene. It's like crazy Star Wars fantasy stuff, and I eat it up. Um, I think as far as like in the movies, it is like one of the most batshit nonsense, like kind of crazy fantasy things in the Star Wars movies. I think like they basically go into this netherworld region of space that you don't see in any other of any of the other movies, they bump into this humongous creature in space that you've never seen anything like that in the movies before. You've seen something inside an asteroid or whatever, of course, and big underground sea creatures or whatever, but this is like a fucking demon from another dimension, and they're talking like black holes and whatever else. And also, that shot, like, visually, this uh, Kessel Run scene is probably the most visually interesting stuff to watch in the whole movie. I also find, like, there's that one shot 
really wide shot or whatever where the falcon's like this kind of speck and you know you just see the black hole and everything that's happening it's it's probably my favorite image imagery um within the movies all from this stuff here so i enjoy watching the castle run it's fun i remember watching in the theater as well and i was just like i just enjoyed watching in the theater and then feeling the collective energy of people around me their brain trying to comprehend that a parsec isn't a measurement of time it's a measurement of distance yeah (laughs) just like so many people just breaking their brains over something they'd thought about for this whole you know for possibly 30 years of their life is just completely different it's not what they thought and you know that's everyone's fault because they just assumed it was a a measurement of time not distance so well it's Uh, got sec in it what would it be Ooh, the galaxy far, far away. I mean, I enjoy that they solve this loop, the problem by just adding nitrous. Yep. The nitrous I love that. As a, as a Fast and Furious fan, I tell you what. <laughs> if they don't they do that in uh, Final F- Fast and Furious 10, Final Fantasy dead. <laughs> yeah. When Vin Diesel goes to space, they'll be, they'll be getting Ron Howard I'm surprised on Vin Diesel just... <laughs> I'm surprised Vin Diesel just, you know, didn't appear in like the in the cockpit of the Falcon as they're like flying off and be like, now this is family. You know, just, <laughs> just <laughs> It's about family. Uh I want more Ethan Ethan's Ethan's nest. I like seeing different parts of rebe- rebellion spring up. So I, for the second time I feel like I'm like, is this an important person in the history of Star Wars? And the answer again yeah, is no. This- no, like it's just it's this. Just the reveal, the way the, they reveal it, it, it get, you get the impression it's someone important. This is just one of the subplots that I'm like, this didn't need to be here in this fashion. Like, ba ba ba, they're kids. What? Holy crap! And you're like, oh okay. Well, I like it because it's like a, it's an overall like thematic thing they had, they've had going on. Um, cause you gotta remember solos being like written and whatever workshopped at the same time, like rebels mm. is happening and whatever else. And as far as I'm concerned, I think it's just like an overall thematic theme thing that they were doing at the same time at, at this time at, at Lucas, because it's like rebels. We're showing you how like this group of people managed to start uh, a rebellion. And over here, we've got like Ethan's nest. They're like starting with Saul Guerrero and his Patician, uh, Patician's? How do we say it? Fucking hell. Um, they're like starting up their own rebellion. You know, like they had this whole theme going on for a period of time of being like, it's not just like one day someone stands on top of a podium. They're like, we're starting a rebellion. And that's how you get to a new hope where everyone is. Like they kind of throughout different movies and TV shows and books and comics introduced you to the idea of like, it wasn't just an overnight thing of this big group of people getting together. It was literally all these people over all the these galaxy kind of starting joining all these different guerrilla groups, which then eventually leads to the rebellion. That's that why we it's know. called the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, it's because they align. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, th- I think in the bigger picture, like scheme of things, I like how they had this. I think when you when you don't think about that or you don't. Like take that into account, or you haven't watched other things for that to be like a possibility to t- to tick into your brain. And even I, the first time watching this, I was like, "Who is that? Am I supposed to know who this character is?" Yeah. It's just, and that's just a thing that comes down to the way it's shot and edited. You shoot that scene differently, you edit that scene differently, it solves that problem. It's not the fact that uh, the characters in the movie at all. It's just simply that shot because it cuts to this close up. She takes off the helmet, and then it hangs. And then, as an audience, you're like. Are we supposed to like, whoa, you know, it, it leaves it like a, whoa, who, I can't believe that's so-and-so moment. So I, I think that's an editing thing more so than like a, just having the character in the movie thing, you know, I think there's the, uh, the power of editing. It should have been Obi-Wan the entire time. Well, yeah, obviously. That would have been um, But yeah, no, I just, and they, they haven't popped up in anything else yet. I, w- I, I as far as I'm aware, I don't th- think they have unless it popped up in like one of the random the disney shorts or something like that but um as a character as a group i'd be keen to see more find out how they got from where they go to where they end up um another thing is <laughs> well actually i've got i've got the note up here in a minute so we'll get back to it but um the next thing i wrote down is one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is where kira swings around on the floor and blocks dryden then of course the following mole scene there has been rumors of a TV show spin-off focusing on her 
or at least the underground faction stuff, how would we feel about a Kira spin-off or like a, even if it's not called Kira, but like whatever. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn series starring, uh, what's it, Amelia Clark type thing. Would that be a Disney Plus show that you would be interested in watching, Ash? Yeah, Amelia Clark is obviously a great actress. Um, I'd be intrigued to see where she goes from here. I mean, how bad does she get, I guess? How dark down the Crimson Dawn path does she go? How far away from Han does she get? I mean, it'd be interesting to see at the very least. Is she Ray's yeah. mother? <laughs> oh, my God. That Fuck was a thing. Hell. That was a thing before this release as well. As fucking uh, Kieran. Would you watch it? Um, I'd be really excited about it just because I feel like having this movie and having where this movie ends gets rid of a lot of the slowness that could have possibly been in the season one because you would think if this was just a show without this movie, the season one would be her getting up over Dryden and, and proving herself a little bit where now you this, this show can just start from a running position. It can just go from her already being enveloped and kind of somewhat proven in the faction itself. Episode um, one, she's meeting up with Mole. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's... Well, yeah, that's that she, she leaves here. She goes to meet Mole. You start the TV series of her meeting with Mole and then you get to see her rise through the ranks and uh, run Crimson Dawn. It's not a bad, not a bad thought. Well, there there have been rumors around uh, a Kira spinoff of some sort. What what exactly that would be? Don't know. But I mean, yeah, I, her I'd schedule's opened up. You'd be crazy not to utilize that her if true. you've got her on contract. <laughs> to be fair, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. Um, so then I said, Warwick Davis plays all these characters in Star Wars, but his one returning one, his one returning role, I should say, is Weasel, the character he plays in the Phantom Menace. But when he returns in Wicket, when he returns as Wicket in episode nine, he'll have played two characters in two films. The character he plays in this and Phantom Menace, Weasel. It's weird. What'd you call him? Weasel. Oh. The character Weasel. It's a it's the one <laughs> in the Phantom Menace when it cuts that shot of Jabba and uh like he he's he's there like cheering next to him in the, the pod yeah. races or whatever. Yeah. And then for whatever reason for this, they're like and they have said, like, behind the scenes and stuff, they're like, oh, the whole backstory is, like, once the Empire takes over, like, everything just kind of goes for shit to him, for him and whatever else. So he, he joins the Ethan's Nest and whatever, so. And my last note I had was, epilogue scene with Han and Lando is the closest they are to Han and Lando in episode five, which I think I mentioned in the original podcast as well, but I, I definitely feel like that last scene with them coming in and Han, like, him like embracing him and you know all, all this the, the banter they have in this scene is when they finally reached like their potential full marks of finally being like Han and Lando they're, that, they're frenemies or you know they're, they're fr- whatever you want to call it yeah rivals with, with friendly problems. rivals rivals with problems yeah um yeah so I, I I still enjoy that epilogue scene like yeah it makes me smile a bit when he gets, he pulls that one over Lando and like Lando looks down and sees his cards gone. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I still enjoy it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, that is it. So the last thing for this episode, as with Can every I just episode, say one more thing? Yeah. It's interesting watching this now with uh, L3, now that Phoebe Waller-Bridge has sort of blown up since the movie's come out. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so having seen her Emmy award-winning now. Emmy award-winning actress uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, seeing her play that role is... Amusing now that she's such a big thing, big bigger thing. She apparently also helped write some of the dialogue for this or whatever. Like it um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, especially that scene where her and Kira in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon. That feels like something that yeah. would be. It it's like out of Fleabag. You know, Lando's got a thing for me. Oh, of course. You know, does that uh does that work? It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. Definitely yeah. sounds like it was. Uh, so where are we going to rank this one? Of course, uh, if you don't know so far, all three of us has the exact same rankings so far, which is um, we've got episode two, episode one, and then episode three. And we'll see where Solo shakes some things up now. Ash. I would say I- Solo is the best one so far. So you're putting it at place number seven. Kieran. 
Uh, I would put Solo uh, in place number eight and move Revenge of the Sith up to seven. Ooh. Ooh. We, we, we finally got some plays happening. We're, Ooh. we're finally not all the same. Not all the same. Things are happening. <laughs> and I would be, I, I, I'm assuming you're going to do the same thing, Dylan. I'm my shock. And you're no. Whoa. You're not. I, I'm only. I'm only reacting because we can see what Dylan's highlighting in the uh, in the table we have on our notes. But. <laughs> I shock. I'm going to move episode three from eighth to uh, seventh. Right. So but start there. but but what goes? I'm going to move the Phantom Menace from no. ninth to eighth. No. And Oof. I'm going to put Solo. You're putting the movie that has <laughs> this is pod racing over this? Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 I don't. Sorry. Oh. The, oh. the ranking wars begun they have. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Yoda's back on the show, everyone. <laughs> Turning up for the, uh, the, 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 the rankings. Ranking I just feel good now looking at this whole system because, you know, those three other episodes, it's like, yep, yep, same, same, same. No. Solo comes in Solo's and just like- fucks it. Solo's just like, I'm just gonna ruin it all. Things gonna, things are finally, oh, things are finally spicing up in here for once. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that'll be it for this week's episode of Old World Explosion. Next week, we will be discussing the final four episodes of Star Wars Rebels. We won't be ranking them. We're not going to put those into our table because they are not movies. They are TV episodes of Rebels. Um, but we will be discussing them. So watch all four seasons of Star Wars Rebels before all next four season. Seasons. All of the seasons. Just watch all of the episodes and you'll be up to date. Um, or otherwise, just watch those four episodes. If you've seen them before, even if you haven't, or if you don't care about them, I'm going to do my best next week to kind of give a brief overview of what we're talking about if you don't want to watch them, because um, I think it'll make for some interesting discussions. So uh, whatever you want to do. Please make sure to share the show on social media and tag at ExplosionPod if you're enjoying it. Tell your friends and rate it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Old Round Explosion is a Darth production of ExplosionNetwork.com, which is where you can also find what you want to watch, our fortnightly movie and TV podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at VivaDill. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. And you can follow Kieran on Twitter at YaBoyRingo. May the force be with you, always.